Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia, and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. word, our first lesson, one that you have been hearing over the weeks from Galatians. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And our second reading this day comes from the Gospel of Luke in the fifth chapter. I'll be beginning at verse 17. May these words fall afresh on you. One day while he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting nearby. See, they had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. And just then some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a bed. And they were trying to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof And let him down with his bed through the tiles into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. And then the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, who is this who is speaking blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their questions, he answered them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. And immediately he stood up before them, took what he had been lying on, went into the home and glorified God. Amazement seized all of them, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen strange things today. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Having received God's word for our lives, and maybe to calm my nerves a little bit, will you pray with me? God, we have heard the good news for our lives this day, and we have come gathering in your spirit to honor your name, to glorify you. And God, as we have received your holy words for our lives, may they bring us transformation, and most of all, may they challenge us this day. We pray these things in Christ's holy name through the power of the Spirit and all God's people say, Amen. I don't want to spend too much time on opening comments as we are going to hopefully have a long time to get to know one another, but I want to say that I am so thankful to be here. Shortly after knowing that I was coming to be the new associate pastor here, uh, Pastor Julie and I were talking, and she asked me or let me know that I would not only be preaching my first Sunday, but my first two Sundays here. 
Yes, that's exactly how I felt. (laughs) But when I got word of the series that y'all were in the middle of, I saw that really for this Sunday, the chosen fruit was patience. (laughs) And I asked if we maybe could switch those around so that today I could preach on kindness, because if I was going to be preaching on patience, it would just be a sermon of how I'm not good at it. I'll also say two other things quickly. I um, preach from an outline from notes, and so um, each time I preach, it's a little different. So for y'all that have already heard it once, it may sound a tiny bit different, but it's all there, I promise. And the last thing is, is somewhere along the way, I'm not quite sure, but as a preacher, I um, have started to say this, and we're going to practice in a minute, but I say, can I get an amen? And I'm just hoping one person says it back so I know someone's listening. So we're going to practice really quick because you may hear it slip out of my mouth during the sermon. Can I get an amen? Amen. Y'all are doing awesome. So often I have to ask people to do that again. As preachers, we find inspiration from many things, from experience and from scripture, and sometimes even from viral videos that go on on Facebook and Instagram. The inspiration of how this sermon started happened in that way. It, it features a young girl, maybe three or four years old, with so many curls on her hair, and her mom's behind the camera. And you can tell that they have exchanged this, uh, these sayings before. And the little girl is ready. And the mom behind the camera says loudly, she goes, Are you smart? The little girl goes, Yeah. Are you strong? The little girl goes, Yeah. Are you brave? Yeah. Are you pretty? Yeah. And then the last question, are you kind? And it's dead silence. So the little girl pauses and says, not really. <laughs> not really. I appreciate her honesty as we come into this time of thinking about kindness and hearing how uh, God's people are called to be kind. See, today we encounter a group of important people. They are the teachers of the law and those that are revered and respected, and they have come to get near Jesus, to hear him teaching. But really, not only here, they have questions. They're already starting to have questions, and so they are coming from all over the place to get near him in what seems to be this house, and quickly it becomes very crowded. And here they are trying to hear what Jesus is saying, and the crowd gets larger and larger, not only with these important people, but just other people who are starting to hear about this man named Jesus, all critically listening to him, trying to know what he is about and why so many are starting to follow him and say his name. And it's at this point we find this group of people, this other group of people, Maybe even a group of friends, we might say, and they are carrying their friend who is paralyzed on a mat. And they just want to get him near Jesus for already the power of Jesus, the healing power of Jesus is starting to be known. And they want to see if they can get their friend near him, realizing that in this time the crowd has gotten larger and larger, going outside of the house even. And there are so many people around, they cannot get near the house. 
They cannot get near Jesus. And so in the most intentional way of their work that they can do for their friend who is paralyzed, they find their way on top of the house somehow, carrying him up there. And they make the decision to lower him down, pulling the tiles back, it says, and bringing him in the midst of the crowd right in front of Jesus. At every moment of this in their work and in their witness, there is an intentionality, an intentionality of kindness that we see here in the scripture lesson. They have made this choice to do all of this work so that the one that they love can be near Jesus, can experience what they believe to be true as this healing power that they are starting to hear about, this intentional work, this intentional witness of kindness that we see here in the scriptures today. And as I pondered on that and their intentionality of kindness, I thought about a long time ago for myself when I was in beginning in ministry, I had found my way to Nashville, Tennessee as I was starting at Vanderbilt Divinity School. I had received this fellowship program, and as a part of my scholarship, it not only helped me get through my three years at Vanderbilt, it also required what I called an appointment to a local church. I got an initiation in the appointment system early. See, uh, in those three years, we were uh, told where to go work at a local church in Nashville. And the church that I was placed at, I was appointed to, was one of the historic churches of Nashville. It was actually one of the Methodist churches that started at the time of Vanderbilt, West End United Methodist Church. And I started there in my first year. It was really that first year as an intern was to get to know all the areas of ministry and help in every way you could to get to know the life of the church. And then your second and your third years, you invested yourself in certain areas a little bit more. I met with my supervisor, the associate pastor, and he was asking me, he said, so you've been here a year with us. What would you like to do now? And after thinking about it, I looked at him and I said, hear me out, I have an idea. Now, he knew by this point, if I said I had an idea, he was probably already quaking in his chair a little bit. I said, I would like to be the intern of hospitality. And he just looked at me. And he said, Blair, it sounds like you want to go serve at a hotel. I said, the places I have found over the last year where I feel deeply connected are working with visitors and guests and new members and helping them get incorporated in the life of the church and writing so many cards out to welcome people for their first time of worship. And I kept trying to sell it and I kept trying to sell it. And he kept wanting to shake his head at me. <laughs> But I returned after some weeks away during the summer, and I came into the workroom where my uh, box was, and in there was a new name tag. It said my name, and right under it, it said, Intern of Hospitality. I'm sure that John loved putting that request in for that new name tag, but I started my work. And I did all of those things, working with first-time visitors and guests and returning folks and new members and helping them understand the life of the church. And in that time, participating in worship. 
Now, the thing that was unique and continues, I think, to be unique about West End because of its location and where its history, it is one of the few places I've ever been to where there are so many retired clergy that sit in the pews every Sunday. And not only retired clergy, retired bishops in the United Methodist Church, and that any given Sunday you would see dozens of people who had more experience than you and more years of service and many, many, many opinions. (laughs) They loved to tell you how you were doing or maybe how you were not doing. (laughs) But I got to know some of these retired clergy and hearing their voices in those years of internship as I was trying to figure out what doing ministry looked like. And so on one of my last weeks, one of the retired clergy persons that I had gotten to know really well, he was wanting to talk to me and he asked me this question. He says, Blair, what do you think is the most important thing that you've done in your three years here? And without pause, without hesitation, I said, holding that door on the side of the sanctuary. He said, holding a door? See, on the side of the sanctuary was this one door that people loved to come in and out of. And it was supposed to have these magnets on the back that would keep the doors open. But this one door would never stay open. And I realized quickly that I could be of use. And so it became even in that first year, in that second year, in that third year, that I would find myself as often as possible at that door holding it open for people as they came into worship and as they left worship. I was trying to explain all of this to him and he still was saying, that's the most important thing that you did? I said, but here's the thing. I got to keep that door open and allow people to come in and to worship folks. And I got to hold that door and allow people to leave that time of worship where we had been called into our discipleship. And I said, it's how I met people and remembered names and got invitations to things and learned about the ministries of the church and the history of the church. And y'all, I just kept trying to explain how important it had been in my three years to hold that door. And he still was not very convinced. But as I think about this idea of kindness that we are drawn into here is this time that we are looking at what it means to be people of kindness as an expression of our faith, I realize that it takes the most simple acts and the biggest acts like holding a door before and after worship to allowing and helping a friend through the ceiling so that they may get closer to Jesus. Because the thing is that in each one there is intentionality. And kindness calls us to this intentionality, this work and this witness of being intentional. See, when we come back to the scripture lesson today, there is this very important moment that we sometimes skip right over. Jesus has just witnessed the men opening the roof up and bringing the paralyzed man down into the crowd right before him. And he says in response to what he has seen and what he has witnessed, he says, when Jesus saw their faith, 
He said to the paralyzed man, friend, your sins are forgiven. Jesus saw their faith. See, the work and the witness of those friends that had worked so hard to bring their friends into the midst of Jesus near his healing power were a part of the process of not only his forgiveness, but his healing, their faith. And when we do this intentionality, this work of kindness, it is a witness and work of our faith, their faith, that we are a part of the story, that we are a part of what can be done and how it can be done when we bring people through our intentionality of kindness, our work and witness of kindness through our faith and through the Spirit's work within us, that in that it is our faith and like their faith that brings people into and to know and to experience the power of Jesus, the loving, healing power of Jesus. It is this intentionality. It was an opportunity for them, and it is an opportunity for us when we do these works of kindness, these acts of kindness, this intentionality of our everydayness that is so small and can be so big. Holding a door, bringing someone into the midst of healing, that our work and witness of kindness has the same ability today to bring people into the presence of Jesus, to bring people into the power of God's healing and love and redemption. It is always this intentionality that we witness here in the scripture and what I understand now is an intentionality those years ago just to be willing to hold a door before and after worship. But as we think about and ponder this work and witness of intentional kindness through our faith, it's those last words of the scripture lesson today that I love most. See, Jesus has witnessed all of this and has forgiven the paralyzed man. And those important people have had lots of questions. They always have lots of questions. And he even discerns the thinkings of their hearts as he calls out to them and says, why do you question this? And the exchange happens. And so not only is he forgiven, but he says to him, stand up and go. And the paralyzed man does. And then everybody else, the important people and the beyond of the crowd, witness all of this. They see what has happened, not only as that he is lowered into the crowd, but the forgiveness that is extended because of the faith of his friends, but also his ability to stand up and go. And it says this at the end, after they are filled with amazement, we have seen strange things today. When we are talking about the work and witness of intentional kindness, brothers and sisters, when we are talking about this intentional work that is a fruit of the Spirit that is given to us to use and be as disciples of Jesus, it is a strange thing to witness in our world. It is a strange thing that shows people of an intentionality of kindness and love that is not the usual anymore. Amen. Amen. 
It is a strange thing because it shows the power of God in the world that is not the everyday. It is a strange thing when we choose to be so intentional with our time and our efforts. It is a strange thing because it always shows that we are thinking of others and caring for others and that we are putting others first in our lives. It is a strange thing. And as the disciples of Jesus, when we leave this place and go back into the world, we can be the people of intentional kindness and the fruit of the Spirit and bear that into the world and allow people to see us and witness us and see our work of intentionality. And they may even say, what a strange thing we've seen. And so the challenge before us as we have received God's word for our lives this day, the challenge for us is to make those choices that are the smallest holding the door to the biggest, to allowing our help to be for so many and for our neighbor and our friends and our community, our church. The big and the small, but it comes down to this intentionality of kindness that is our work and our witness. And maybe, just maybe, when people see us in action, they will say we have seen strange things today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer of our lives, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at mariettafumc.org or on Facebook at Marietta FUMC.